Hello and welcome to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Adam Caster. Here, as always, my co-host, Ed Birdsell. I'm speaking faster than usual because Bird needs to get to see the Yankee game. Yeah, I need to sit down for the Yankee game. We are about uh, 24, no, 34 minutes away. Math, terrible. Um, yeah, I'm not nearly intoxicated enough. I am very, very, very nervous. But at the same time, I have no expectations. If we win, great. And we'll probably get smoked by Tampa. If we lose, fuck, we lost to Boston in a wild card game. So, hey. Is what it is. Very weird that we were recording at 7.30 at night, not 11 o'clock, because Adam had a big boy thing happen to him. So the program times are going to change a little bit, a little bit until we kind of figure out what the uh, what the new schedule is going to be. So bear with us. We're going to figure it out because we we always do. But the same sort of lowdown is, is going to be the, the, the move is going to be three. Uh, maybe four episodes uh, a week. If you're including the mailbag, the mailbag that doesn't change. That's Jake and I. So it's just Adam and I that need to figure out a new, uh, a new recording schedule. But here, yeah, here we are. We're doing uh waiver. It, it, this show is going to be like a waiver mixed with a review. It it's going to be just nutty, and it'll be out in short while after we record this. So hopefully you'll get to listen to it. Hopefully you'll get your insight about uh, waivers that run tonight. And uh, hopefully you uh, you get your, your waivers tomorrow. And there are a lot of things that have gone down and looking forward to talking, talking about it with you as usual, my good friend, Mr. Adam Castor. Yes, me too. I mean, thank God. I love when you're a fan of a kind of occasionally dysfunctional organization like the Jets, at least you can laugh at Jacksonville. Yes, yes. I Jacksonville, I think makes the Jets look a bit stable right now, which which says yeah. a lot. They make the Mets look look pretty stable, frankly. They make the Mets look very stable, yeah, yeah. But then again, did we not see something happening with Urban Meyer coming? Mm, yeah, didn't think it was this. Didn't think it was that. No, but uh, yeah. <sighs> I over under three weeks before he's out as head coach in Jacksonville. Three weeks after this, probably yeah. under. I would say probably under as well. Although I wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me if this said, if this whole situation, if you don't know what it is, look it up. The video is out there. Yeah. The internet, the internet never forgets. Yep. True. Um, If this is going to make Shad Khan say, well, now he needs to regain our trust, then what does Urban Meyer have to do to get fired? I, I mean, I guess it helped that he had clothes on. Oh, don't even put that image in the into the air. I, I mean, I don't know. I think most. I mean, I guess it's not. <sighs> It's a bad look because they just come off a loss, but it's well, it's a bad look because he ditched his team, his team didn't fly back to Jacksonville with his players. Can you imagine your manager after a conference or something like that doesn't go well? Instead of just going to, you know, sulk with everybody else about how bad it was, he's like, you know, I'm going to go to the bar that I own and hit on girls who are half my age i would say more than half but 
I, yeah, I, I get, I get the picture. Yes. I, I get, I get the picture. Yeah. It's a bad look. It's, it's a really, really, really bad look. And can you imagine if a coach in an actually respectable market did that? God, can you imagine if, if you saw, it's, here's he's a lucky funny he was, he's lucky he wasn't in New York and then he imagine Jacksonville media. If he was yeah. head coach of the jets, the giants, and he had to answer questions from the New York media about that. Oh my God. He'd be crucified. I don't want to put anything bad in your head, but can you imagine if that, if Mike McCarthy did that, let's say the Cowboys get it, lose. forget it. Let's say the Cowboys lose the Eagles on a Thursday night game mm-hmm. on the way home. Mike McCarthy's like, you know, I'm going to stop off in green Bay. And he goes to a bar in green Bay. That yeah. He may or may not own. I don't know. I don't, I don't, but yeah, the same thing happens. Can you imagine? Crucified. Crucified. Absolutely crucified. And, and then if Jerry Jones decided to keep him around, even more crucified. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But that's going to be the team's 0 4. The team stinks. And then you have the coach going out and doing that and becoming now the biggest distraction. It's not a good look. I don't know how he continues much further. I don't know how he wins back that locker room. Quite honestly, it may not, it may not be that something that happens in three weeks, but do I see Urban Meyer really continuing after the season? I, I, I honestly, I don't honestly, no. I don't. And then fire up the Dabo Sweeney to Jacksonville rumors. Oh my God. I don't even hey, know. He, hey, you know what? Clemson, Clemson absolutely sucks. DJ Uyunglele is terrible. Dabo could say, you know what? I'm going to go be with my, my, my star pupil. And my second pupils. star pupil. I was going to say pupils. Yeah. Plural. Yeah. He could go be with both of them. And, but would they go the college route again? Would they do that? I don't, I don't no. think so. I, 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 don't, think I that, don't think so. I don't know if a lot of teams are going to go. I don't know. I don't think like, a lot of teams are going to go the big name college route. I think no. people are going to go college for guys like Matt rule who, who built up multiple programs. Maybe, maybe not a Dabo Sweeney, but how, what about a guy like Lincoln Riley? I mean, probably. Also, I think Urban Meyer already has already had all the baggage. Yeah, you ain't kidding. Well, he had not. so much baggage, he had to pay like $1,000 extra whenever he goes on a plane. True, true. But how about, how about a guy like, and, and we'll wrap this up and we'll start talking about uh, waivers. I don't want to talk about this too long. You, you can make a whole podcast out of this, honestly. Uh, what about a guy like Joe Brady? Yeah, I mean, Joe Brady makes sense. I mean, Joe Burrow's college offensive coordinator, then gets to go be the head coach for Trevor Lawrence at the pros. Yeah. Hell of a gig. Yep, hell of a hell gig. Of gig. That would be like if a team was like, you know what? You know who, what guy would turn our program around? Lane Kiffin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You... Well, hiring Urban Meyer... Like hiring Urban Meyer is basically like that. If they if teams wanted to do that again, they'd be like, let's hire Lane Kiffin to turn our, our team around. Let's just hire Lane Kiffin. Fuck it. Okay. So let's do a little bit of a review. I have a question for you. Yeah. So I love this. I should have worn my jersey because not only did the Jets get their first one of the season, but I'm just so happy for Sam. You're happy that it wasn't a tie. I'm also happy that it wasn't a tie. I mean, Jesus. I mean, that that bootleg on third and goal was very dumb. 
or was it second and goal? Yeah, it was second and goal. Second and goal. Yeah, it was very dumb. You could say that. You could I mean, say Zach that. Wilson oh. could have, should have just thrown the ball, but whatever, thrown it away. But before we go into any more, before I go into your question, I just I just want to say this this came to my head very quickly. I'm gonna forget about it by Saturday before I can rub it in Jake's face. Uh, shout out to anybody who's who listened to me and started Taylor Heineke over Baker Mayfield. Just want to put that out there. Okay. Put that into the stratosphere because Jake and I, Jake and I had a a big debate about that on the uh, on the mailbag. Taylor Heineke versus Baker Mayfield. Wow, what a shock! You That's, and Jake you, uh, got, a, got into a disagreement. Yeah, I know. Big surprise. Are you coming on the mailbag this week? Um, I think so. Nice. So then I'll, I'll have to get the questions uh, sent to you. Wow, Taylor Heineke had a really good day. No, I well, I was going to talk about um, my boy Sam. Yeah. The rushing touchdown extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. I think my question with Sam Darnold is, are his point totals unsustainable because of all the rushing touchdowns? Or is this just what he's going to be now? Is he start? Is he startable in most weeks? I mean, his passing numbers aren't hmm. great, but he has all of these rushing touchdowns. You know, it's, it's a good question, Adam. I would say a bit of both. I would say a bit of both. I, I think Sam Darnold is very startable. I think rest of the season, I have him as a top 12 quarterback. So he is very startable going, going forward. His schedule is terrific too. Philadelphia, Minnesota, the Giants, Atlanta, New England gets a little tougher here. Arizona, Washington, Miami has a late buy, then gets Atlanta in week 14. Fantasy playoffs, not good. Buffalo, eh. Tampa Bay, all right. New Orleans, eh. So his schedule is very good, very good. And I think we, I think I may have mentioned this on last week's waiver show that Sam Darnold could be a guy that you just ride out the rest of the way. And when you get to the buy or when you get to week 14, if, if, you know, if you don't have a trade deadline, whatever your trade deadline is, he could be a guy you try and trade for, for, for somebody else. Cause his schedule going forward is, is terrific. It, it really is. And Sam Darnold has done nothing nothing to suggest that this is going to stop anytime soon as for the rushing touchdowns it definitely helps that christian mccaffrey has not been much of a factor the last two weeks obviously got injured against houston and then was not playing against dallas most likely will not be playing versus philadelphia on sunday so is it possible that we see sam you know take in another rushing touchdown and get have his sixth rushing touchdown of the year against the eagles yeah, it's quite, it's quite possible. Sustainable? Probably not. But is it possible? Yeah, yeah. And the passing numbers, you know, they speak for themselves. He's been a pretty much a 275, 300-yard passer along the way um, through his first couple of interceptions on Sunday against Dallas. Excuse me, he threw one against, uh, against New Orleans, but Trayvon Diggs uh, completely uh, introduced himself to Sam Darnold on, uh, on Sunday. So... I think Sam Donald rests the way. He's a very steady top 12 play. Uh, he's only owned in 27% of ESPN leagues. I, again, I expect that number to go up and, you know, he's a guy that I think he's, it really depends on what your options are at the quarterback position. But, you know, if, if you are having some issues there, so yeah, Sam Donald could be a, a really, really good, option like right now i'm having the debate when i'm going when i was sending my waivers today i had a debate between i started kirk cousins last week eh, not great 
but I was having the debate Kirk Cousins versus Detroit or Sam Darnold versus the Eagles. I'm th- I think I'm going with Kirk Cousins against the Lions at home, but I was really tempted to put in a dollar bid for Sam Darnold. And I and honestly I still might do it. I I still might do it just to have Kirk Cousins Sam Darnold uh, have that have that tandem, but yeah, if, if you're looking for help at, at quarterback, I think Sam Darnold is a very, very good play. I wouldn't expect the rushing numbers to continue to be what they are, but the passing numbers, yeah, I think this is about what you would kind of expect. All right, one more week of positives, or one more question of positives. Mm-hmm. So all four major first-round rookie quarterbacks did really well last week. Yeah. Which one is the most worth picking up? Oh, oh, that's, that's very interesting. It's very interesting. So we have Trevor Lawrence. Correct. We have Justin Fields. We have Trey oh, Lance. five then. My bad. Have, I forgot about Justin Fields. He did start. So five rookie quarterbacks. We have Zach Wilson. Well, are we counting Davis Mills? First round. Oh, we're counting first round. Okay, then Mac, then Mac, then Mac Jones as well. Um, out of all those guys that are worth, that's worth picking up. Hmm. I would probably say Lance. I think is the one just because I like the rushing upside that he presents. Y- yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna say Lance. I'm going to say Lance. I, I think he's the, he's the guy that I would probably have out of those first first uh, first round quarterbacks. I guess really this does depend on Jimmy G and yes, his calf contusion. Yes, very dependent on Jimmy Garoppolo. If it's not Trey Lance, I would probably go for Trevor if he's available. Yeah, I wonder how. Let's see the the availability here. Trevor's owned in forty seven point nine percent of leagues. That is correct, and he might not be without, or he might be without DJ Chark for a bit. Yes, correct. I would also, I would also say, you know, I mean, you know what? Do I dare? Do I dare even say it? I mean, because I'm very much subscribing to the theory that you know anybody up against Atlanta, you start. Zach Wilson could be a very sneaky stream against Atlanta London game. I know nine thirty game fucking awful. I think Zach Wilson could be an okay play. He could be. Do I think oh, he's great. Top now? Two? He's going to suck. Now do I think it- I backed up Taylor Heineke last week against Atlanta. I think I'm going to do it again. Is he a top 15 guy? Like Taylor Heineke was a top five guy for the week. Is Zach Wilson a top 10 guy, top 15 guy. I would say close to top 15, maybe. Is he a top 10 guy? No, no. Like if you're asking me who would I rather start, Mac Jones or Zach Wilson, I'm starting Mac Jones against Houston. But if it's Zach Wilson versus Jared Goff, I'm going with Zach Wilson. Maybe you have an issue. Maybe you have an issue with Big Ben. Maybe Big Ben's a problem area for you. Big Ben or Zach Wilson, I'm I'm going Zach Wilson. Going Zach Wilson. Am I going? Here's a good one. Someone that maybe a lot of a lot of fantasy managers have have rode the past few weeks. Daniel Jones or Zach Wilson. I'm gonna go with Zach Wilson against Atlanta over Daniel Jones going up against Dallas. Which the Dallas defense, by the way, we'll be talking about. 
Yes, we will. Because yeah. they have the reigning defensive player of the year in Trayvon Dix. And we're going to the Super Bowl. Okay. You okay? Adam. Just... Adam, hide. Hide. If that's the case. Um, so I think Trust we, me, just, I'll just be a... in Utah. Don't worry about it. True, true. But I could still text you. I could still text you. I could still call you. Um, I think well, I mean, we're just kind of going on this. I mean, I could just give we're combining everything. We're just yeah, doing we're combining everything. everything. So, I mean, if you want, do you have any more uh, things you want to talk about with the quarterbacks? You want me to give my top five waiver ads for the week or? Uh, yeah, sure. So I think for... I'm down for questions. I like questions. Yes. I have a couple. I mean, all that stuff that I said, all that trepidation, all of these second guessing things about Justin Herbert not being good enough in a second year. I feel like. At this point, even though it's only week four, we might be able to kind of throw it by the wayside because he has looked damn good for the Chargers and for our fantasy team. It was the coming out party, really, for Justin Herbert. The last two weeks have been have been very good. Uh, he's been better with the ball. I think the offense has just kind of clicked a bit more. I mean... There's a case that I can make, right, that maybe Justin Herbert is actually a great sell right now. There, I, there might be a case that can be made. But I just think the Chargers are a very good football team. And what do you want to do with quarterbacks that are on very good football teams? You want to hoard them as much as you can. So there's a part of me that says, yeah, Justin Herbert could be a sell. There's another part of me that says maybe Justin Herbert is is a hold just because of how good the Chargers are. But hey, I mean, we have in the in the dynamic duo, we have Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen took us to a victory Monday night, get us to two and two. We should be three and one, but besides the point, um, I mean, yeah, you, you just got to keep. You got to keep riding out with Herbert, but say you get here. Here's an interesting one. And and I don't know what you think about this, Adam, but say someone were to offer you Russell Wilson for Justin Herbert. Would you say yes? Oh, wow. That's actually a very interesting trade. I would probably. Oh, fuck. I know you're a big Russell Wilson guy. I do like Russell Wilson. That's why I'm kind of. Like thinking about this, I I can I know my answer. My answer is no. I would not do that deal. I know. I think I would say no because I know that Russell Wilson always has, like for the past couple of years, has had like a second half kind of dip in production. Like last year, we were already crowning. At this point, we were crowning Russell Wilson MVP. We were handing him the trophy. True. In, That's very true. Four of last year. And he's been very good this year. You know, he's at at least 20 points in in 75% of his games. That's three out of four. But, you know, for all you math nerds out there, uh, <laughs> but you have to have a feeling, just like last year, there might be a bit of a decline. Although, if Seattle is terrible, like all of the Seahawks fans thought for the for the first three weeks, then maybe the Seahawks would be throwing the ball a lot. But I think that 
I agree with your philosophy of getting quarterbacks on good teams. And I mean, Justin Herbert's also a really good quarterback. Yeah. Too. Like it's not like uber talented. This is so close for me. I think uh, Justin Herbert is definitely on the upswing. I would say so. I would say so. I mean, he's, he's looking really damn good. Really damn good. You want my top five? Sure. Or is there anything else about the quarterbacks that actually there is one more thing that I want. I want to, I want to ask you, you ask me, I want to ask you. Yeah. Yes. About your boy. Are you nervous about Derek Carr at all? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I mean, the Chargers defense is really fucking good. It is very good defense and doesn't get much easier for him going up in Chicago. Although, I mean, the Dolphins defense is allegedly good. So what's the excuse there? True. True. Um, I don't know. I I don't think think I'm that nervous about him. Divisional games are weird. They're very weird. Very weird. Historically for... For fantasy and for survivor pools, you don't really want to be dabbling in division games. I mean, remember last year, around this time, I think it was like three weeks from now at this time last year, the Raiders beat the Chiefs. Yeah. On the road. Yeah. I, I, I should I should rephrase. You shouldn't be dabbling in division matchups if you don't have to. Like, yeah. obviously, you know, if you have Amari Cooper and he's going against the Eagles, of course, you know, it's Amari Cooper. But, you know, if you're streaming a quarterback and it's Daniel Jones going up with Dallas or Zach Wilson in an interconference matchup against the Atlanta Falcons who bleed points, you know, Zach Wilson, I think, looks all the more appealing. And that's the one that I would go for. Yes. So, but you're, so would you, hmm, we'll do this. Rest of the season. Ask me, would I, would I buy low on Derek Carr or how are you? I'll do this instead. This? For you. Okay. Rest of season, who would you rather have? Derek Carr or Joe Burrow? Um, I haven't Rest watched the season. I've barely watched the Bengals. Uh, I watched them on the plane to Utah because that was that was what was on. That was the um, day that was on, yes. On Thursday. Um, I think I'd rather have Burrow. I would. I think I would rather have Burrow as well. Rest of season, rest of season. Yes, I have Burrow one spot higher than Derek Carr. Rest of season, it's really have, close though. I have Joe Burrow thirteen. I have Derek Carr fourteen in my rest of season ranks. Uh, rest of season, Derek Carr or Sam Darnold? I'd rather have Derek Carr. I'd rather have Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold, I have twelve. Derek Carr, I have thirteen. Rest of season, who would you rather have, Ryan Tannehill or Derek Carr? I'd rather have Ryan Tannehill because of the floor. And I mean, he did what he did without uh, AJ Brown and Julio Jones. Very interesting. Very interesting. I'd rather have Carr. Rest of the season. We, we haven't agreed on one. No, we've not. Here's, here's a fascinating one. We, t- just, we just talked about him before I give my top five. Who would you rather have rest of the season? Derek Carr, or Trey Lance? Oh, I think I'd rather have Carr. I'd rather have Carr as well. I'd rather have Carr as well for now. For now. For right, yes. Today, Trey yes. Lance. I mean, uh, Derek Carr. Today, Trey Tuesday, Lance, October 5th at 7.50 p.m., Carr. For now. For, yes, because Trey Lance, you don't know with the with this whole starting situation. Right. Exactly. Um, so the top 
five waiver ads of the week. I just need to get back to my list. Uh, Okay, here we are. So my top five, I have sitting at number five, Zach Wilson of the New York Jets, just as a strict streaming option. Number four, this is going to surprise. This is going to surprise some people. I, I think Drew Locke, Drew Locke of the Denver Broncos. If Teddy Bridgewater is not going to play, really, Drew Locke, I think could be a, a yeah. I think Drew Locke could be a very good stream going going up against Pittsburgh. Who, let's face it, they've bled points. They have not looked good. Drew Locke, I think could be an interesting stream in in deeper deeper leagues. Number three, Daniel Jones. Number two. Taylor Heineke, and number one, it is Trey Lance of the San Francisco 49ers. It has got to be Trey Lance time. Please, Jesus. All right, then. There you go. Please, Jesus. I'm surprised you didn't mention Sam because he's available. I guess we already talked about him because he's available. He is owned in 27% of leagues. Sam would be on that list. Sam would be on that list. I just felt like we've talked about him so much. Sam would be on that list. I think I would put Sam. I No, I would. I would put Sam over Trey Lance. So if Sam Darnold is available, Sam Darnold over Trey Lance for me. Okay. I'm very happy for him. Good that he's found success. In his I agree. Movie. Away from Adam Gaze. Yeah, away from Adam Gaze. Like everybody. True. True. Two for two on quarterbacks that have found success away from Adam Gaze. Yeah, fuck Adam Gaze. Okay. So... Remember when we talked about Corderell Patterson? Yep. Oh, I do. That happened. Let's talk about Corderell Patterson. That that happened. Um, 34.6 points in full point PPR. Yeah. Look, I mean, he's widely available. So I, he's got to be someone that you got to pick up. It's, it's that simple. Um, you know, what I would spend to get Cordero Patterson. It depends on how, first of all, it depends on what position he is. If he's a running back, that's one thing. If he's a receiver, it's another thing. Well, actually, Bird, he's owned in like a lot of leagues. He's owned in 87.1% of leagues. Very interesting. Very interesting. Probably is a handcuff to Mike Davis. Very interesting. I thought I thought I saw something on Sunday. There was a notification that said he was available in 30% of leagues. So maybe, maybe I read that I read that wrong. So if I did, that's on me. Um, but if he's available, I mean you gotta you gotta pick him up. I would probably be spending 10, 15% of my total fat budget on him. And if you're in if you're in waiver leagues. You have to make a decision on, and I'll spoil it now, my number one waiver claim of the week in Damian Williams or my number two waiver claim of the week in Samaj P. Ryan. You know, you, you got to make decisions on, uh, on that. For me personally, I think I'd rather have Damian Williams over Cordero Patterson. I would rather have Cordero Patterson over Samaj P. Ryan. Yep. The, the thing about uh, Damian Williams, because Dave Montgomery, if you don't know, he's out for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I With believe the it's issue. a sprained MCL is what they're calling it. Yeah, not fun. Um, he, Damian Williams, suffered a thigh bruise on Sunday against the Lions. Yes. But 
it looks like he's going to be he's going to suit up in week five. Yeah, yeah, that's an injury that should not be much of a problem in terms of potentially hindering Damian Williams and his ability to play on Sunday. Yep. And behind Damian Williams is Khalil Herbert because yep. Tariq Cohen is <laughs> can't come off the pup list until week seven. Yep. And it looks like when David Montgomery comes back, it's just going to be a mess of a situation to deal with. But for now, Damian Williams, has a, he's got a great matchup against Las, uh, Las Vegas. He's probably going to be the guy mainly by himself because I don't think, you know, the rookie is really going to see a ton of action right away. But yeah, I think Damian Williams, you can pretty much log Damian Williams, I think, 15 to 20 touches in that matchup versus the Raiders. And I think there's a good chance that he scores. What I'm spending on him, it really depends how badly you need a running back. Like I know in, in one league that I'm in, uh, I need a running back desperately. And I'm spending about, I think I'm spending about 30% of my budget to go and get Damian Williams. Because that's one that I absolutely need. Where I have David Montgomery, I'm going and I'm spending a good amount of money to go get Damian Williams because I obviously have that hole now. Right, exactly. Um, you know, it's funny. I hope I thought that Michael Carter had a better game than he did. He he really didn't. But I mean, you know, whatever. He's someone. He's someone you're continuing to hold. If there's a Jets fan out there that wants to go buy Michael Carter for something good, yeah, you do it. If someone, if that Jets fan offers you Javante Williams for Michael Carter, you do it. Oh, that's a oh boy. Yeah, you absolutely do that. A- absolutely. Yeah, you do that like a million times. Heartbeat. Here, I mean, here's one. If someone, if someone were to offer you Mike Davis, Mike Carter, would you do that? Yeah, I would do that. I think I would do that too. I think I would do that. If someone were to offer you Miles Gaskin for Michael Carter, would you do that? Yes, Miles Gaskin. Miles Gaskin is such a buy. I don't even know. He's such a good buy low. I will bet that Miles Gaskin is going to be dropped in a lot of places come waiver time. I bet. Well, after 0.3 fantasy points. On two carries. Two. Two. Yeah. Two. He wasn't even targeted. Nope. No, a disaster. Disaster outing for Miles Gaskin. Awful. As bad as it gets. Yep. And, I mean, you know, let's talk about that. Because since we're here in yeah. Miami. Let's fucking talk about Miami. What the fuck with that running back situation? Well, it's about as ugly as a lot of people predicted it to be. You have Malcolm Brown, who's now out snapping Miles Gaskin. Yeah, not good. Not good for anybody who uh, who was really, really hot on the Miles Gaskin train coming into the season. He was a very, very popular breakout pick, and it just has not happened, granted, the Dolphins stink. They have been behind in games pretty quickly. Um, and they've really had to switch it up. And unfortunately, Miles Gaskin has not been the guy that they have gone to 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 do that. So it sucks. It's a, it's, a, it's a shitty situation for anybody that has Miles Gaskin. But you have two choices. You can either ride it out, you can cut him, or you can see if there is any trade market for him. And I highly doubt there is. Yeah, I think that... With the Dolphins, Jacoby, Jacoby Brissett hasn't been doing well either. That's the other thing. That entire team is a mess. That entire team is a disaster. Yeah. I mean, maybe you could buy low. 
you could probably, if you're not getting Miles Gaskin for free, you can get him for pretty close to free. Yeah, yeah. I like I said, I will make a good bet that Miles Gaskin is going to be on a lot of a lot of waiver wires this week. Yeah. Um, I noticed actually that we picked up JD McKissick in the colon. We did because we had that available waiver spot for um, for Julio, who we put on IR when he uh, missed last week, and there was a question about whether or not. Antonio Gibson would be available. So I just said, you know what? We have the waiver spot available if Antonio Gibson doesn't play. We have JD McKissick right there. And so I went and just added JD McKissick, but he's not someone that's really going to be on the uh on the team long term. Okay. Well, I'm I mean he had a good seat. He had a good week last week. Yeah, it was a it was a fine week and a good game script for him. But I think in in games that wa- that Washington are winning, uh JD McKissick won't be as involved. All right, so who are your top five ads? So number five, I have Malcolm Brown of the Miami Dolphins for reasons listed above. Looks like that they want to use him more. I don't know if uh, if Miles Gaskin is in the doghouse or whatever, but obviously it's not good if Malcolm Brown is becoming the, the guy in Miami. Number four, I'm going with Daryl Williams of the Kansas City Chiefs. As good as Clyde has been, they're still wanting to use Darrell Williams for those uh, those bruiser uh, touches. So, you know, first and goal at the one, it's going to be Darrell Williams, more likely than not. So you could sneak in a little touchdown there in, in deeper leagues. Number three, Kenny Gainwell, who very quickly looks like he's become the number one running back in Philadelphia. That is one that I would be going gun-ho for. That I think you could get cheap, and I think come the end of the season, maybe maybe even a couple weeks, we're talking about Kenny Gainwell being the number one running back in Philadelphia because I, Miles Sanders, it's not that Miles Sanders hasn't had the opportunity. Last week, you could say that he didn't have the opportunity against Dallas, sure. But he just hasn't looked good. He hasn't looked good. He hasn't looked effective. That's the, that's the big issue. And especially in full-point PPR, when Philadelphia's going behind, they're bringing in Kenny Gainwell. Kenny Gainwell's been the guy for them in, in negative game scripts. So... I think Kenny Gainwell could be had cheap because I think he's a guy who's going to fly under the radar with Damian Williams and Samaj P. Ryan available this week. And you can get Kenny Gainwell, and that would be a real sneaky play rest of season. I think Kenny Gainwell rest of season will be better than both Samaj P. Ryan and Damian Williams. Samaj number two, Damian Williams number one on my waiver, waiver list. But I think I would rather spend the smart money would probably be going towards Kenny Gainwell if you have that long-term comfort, if you need someone, it's, it's the same thing with Chuba Hubbard. It's the same situation. If you need a fix immediately, it's Damien or Samaje. If you can afford taking a hit for potential long-term gain, it's Kenny Gainwell. Look at Kenny Gainwell, maybe in the same ilk as you would look at Javante Williams, sort of the same situation. Okay. That explains why you kept offering me trades with Kenneth Gainwell in it, in them. I offer trades to everyone with Kenny Gainwell in them. Yeah. Because I'm looking for anything. My and running back, my running and back. Then you cancel it. Suck. My running back suck. Anyway. Um, so we have that. I mean, anything else you want to talk about the running backs or you want to move on to receivers? 
Um, hmm. I mean, I can I can ask you one question about about the running backs that I have. If you're a Nick Chubb owner, are you concerned? He had a hundred yard game. His yardage totals are great. The carries are pretty good. He just hasn't scored in two weeks. And if he doesn't score, Nick Chubb's not good because he's not a PPR guy. He has four catches through four games. So he basically is at a point where he's got to score. So are you nervous about Nick Chubb, Adam? Is or is he or is he someone you're looking to buy low on potentially? Well, I think that you definitely could buy low on Nick Chubb mm-hmm. at this point because you, like you said, he hasn't scored in two weeks and he doesn't have any PPR upside. But I think that with this game against Minnesota, it was kind of a in it was a very tight game. I think if the Browns are going to be really good. They are. They look like they're going to be a pretty good team again this year. They're going to be up. They're going to be up late in games. It's going to be a good game script for somebody like Nick Chubb as opposed to Kareem Hunt, because like like we said, like we've been saying, Nick Chubb doesn't do anything for you in PPR out of the backfield. So, yeah, it's kind of like I don't want to say he's matchup dependent because you just spent because you spent the first round pick on him, and he's a good player. But um, I think that buy low on him. If you have another guy, maybe leave him on, leave Chubb either in your flex spot or on the bench, see how he does next week. And then you might've gotten yourself a steal as like an RB one at a steal price. Well, here's no, here's another one that I think I want to talk. I want to talk about too, because his point, his point values have gone down the last four weeks, including a missed game last week. That's Dalvin Cook. What do you do with Dalvin Cook right now? Especially if you're a team that's sitting right now at one and three, maybe even own four. And you have Dalvin Cook, who is in and out, may not be necessarily healthy right now. Is he someone that you that you try and sell and you get something for him? Say, say someone offers you a, say someone offers you Nick Chubb and a Hollywood Brown for Dalvin cook. Do you do that? I would do that. You would interesting Nick Chubb and Hollywood Brown for Dalvin cook. Yeah. I would do that. You have a guy in Hollywood Brown who, who had a pretty solid week last week. Nick Chubb is a buy low and you're trying to get any, as many points as you can at this point. Would you do Take Chubb out and add Clyde, who's been good the last two weeks. Would you still do that from the perspective of the Dalvin Cook owner? Someone that, offers you, someone offers you say, say it's Clyde and Hollywood. For, I was about to say, I'm like, are we doing? Are we doing trade? Just say it's for our team. If you're gonna, <laughs> I mean, I really didn't think of it that way. I really, I honestly, honest to God, I didn't even think of it that way. But I guess so. So. If we if we offered that trade, would the Dalvin Cook owner take it? Probably not. I don't think so. I don't think so. As a, as a Dalvin Cook owner, looking at it from that perspective, I don't think I would do it. I think I would need something else. I would try. Like I don't. I wouldn't trust Clyde. I want at that point. 
I don't think I would trust Clyde either. I, I trust it, Nick Chubb, even though he hasn't been good flat, like for the past couple of weeks. I trust Nick Chubb more than I trust Clyde at the moment. Yes, I agree. I agree. But now, now if you're getting something else in that deal, say it's Clyde, um, Clyde, Javante Williams, Hollywood Brown, again, someone else we have on that team for Dalvin Cook. Just send the trade. Okay. All right. Clyde, Trey Sermon, Hollywood Brown, someone we don't have on that team. Okay. For fine. Dalvin Cook. Is Clyde that, does trade. that move the needle? Clyde, Sermon, Brown. Yeah. Honestly, I would take it if it was Clyde Williams Brown. I think I would take that too. If I was a I, Delvin, I think I would if take I was that. the Delvin Cook owner, yeah, I would take that trade. I think I think I would as well. I think Trey Sermon is another one that would be kind of interesting. I see. I'm not a Trey Sermon guy, so it's it's just kind of like it, it meh meh. Yeah, for me. All right, I do. I do actually have one running back I, I want to talk about. Yeah. Because, you know, we had this whole diatribe about Russell Wilson. And, you know, we don't talk about the Seahawks enough. Because they've been a very weird team. And Alex Collins and Chris Carson, I don't know. What's your thought process on that? Like, what are you thinking about this situation? Uh, Alex Collins is very annoying for anybody that has Chris Carson. Do I think that continues? I mean, I, th- I think Chris Carson is the guy, but if, if that's something that scares you, then you obviously have to get out of Chris Carson. You know, do you make an offer of Chris Carson for Clyde? Do you make an offer of Chris Carson for um, Chris Carson in a package for Dalvin Cook? Chris Carson in a package for Nick Chubb? Maybe you, maybe you think, depending on the situation with Joe Mixon, who looks like he's not going to play this week, maybe he won't play for probably about three weeks is what I've heard with Joe Mixon. Maybe if you're sitting pretty and you can afford to wait three weeks for Joe Mixon, maybe you do a trade Chris Carson for Joe Mixon straight up. I don't know if I would do that from the perspective of the Chris Carson uh, manager, but it's something maybe that that someone would consider. Again, I wouldn't. I personally would not. I think it depends on where your team is. Because if you can take the hit of of just trading for... Bingo. An IR spot, yeah. Then sure, go for it. But if you need desperate help, then trading for somebody that's not going to be playing for you is not a good idea. I think I, I, me personally, I would rather have the guy that's available than the guy that I'm going to be waiting on for three weeks and a guy that really hasn't even been that good in in Joe Mixon. Yeah, that's the other thing. He's he's had not been good. So yeah. One stupid question. Yeah. Jeremy McNichols, standalone value? <laughs> no. That's what I thought. No. no. People are going to look at the scoreboard and they'll be like, ooh, maybe I should pick him up. Derrick Henry had 30 plus carries. No. Yes, he did. No. If it wasn't for Jeremy McNichols being available, Derrick Henry would have had 40. Yeah. Well, that's the, yeah. Well, the thing is, Mike Vrabel wanted to throw to just run all of the screen passes. He did, he did because he because he knew that that was the that was the most easy route. 
towards completing a pass for Ryan Tannehill at one point during that game with no AJ Brown and no Julio Jones was just throwing screens. Think of think of Big Ben when he did in week three versus Cincinnati targeting Najee Harris 19 times, running the same play over and over and over and over again. Much of the same thing here. Yes. Only Jeremy Nichols did not have 19 carries or 19 targets. No. You only had eight catches. Okay. Yes. So receivers. Yeah, receivers. Uh, for Corey Davis, do you want to just chalk this up to her? I, listen, I love Corey Davis. I do as well. Especially in the National Football League. Are you going to chalk this up to just the emotions for a revenge game, or do you think that Corey Davis has finally kind of turned a corner here? Um, emotions for a revenge game. But I think he's a great start against Atlanta because we are following the philosophy of you start everyone and their fucking mother against Atlanta. That literally hashtag analysis. That hashtag analysis. There is no professional way for me to say that any more clearly. Start everyone and their fucking mother against Atlanta. Let's be more unprofessional. Let's talk about a guy that that we both hate. Sure. Who is this? He plays for the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, Debo. Yeah. I may have been wrong about that one. We may have both been wrong about that one. Yeah. Yeah. He... He nearly buried me in two spots. I survived one. Survived one. I did not survive the other. So you want to – all right, before before we talk about Debo, I'll give you a quick story. So this week in one of my leagues, I put up 204 points. Yes. 204 – wait, 204 points? 204, yes. I just said yes, not even thinking. But now, like, really? 204. Yes, 204. And this is the league where we play two opponents a week. I played one team that put up 191 points. The other team that I played put up 206. Oh, my God. 200-point week, and I lost. That's next be- rough. The next highest-scoring team, Adam, 150 points. I am the only team in that league, the only team, that has put up 1,400 points because you played the, the double. Oh, no. No, wait. Sorry. 400 points. The only team that's put up 400 points and has allowed over 300 to be put up against him. Fucking brutal. That is pretty brutal. Brutal. And that, that, that team is good. Like that's that's where I have Jalen, I have Kirk Cousins. That's the team that I have Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill. Shout out my guy Tyreek Hill. I've never spoken ill about him ever. Shout out my guy. Putting up a 47. I can't say King. anything about that. King. Wait a minute. This is oh, this isn't your uh wagon team. No, this this is the the, the wagon team is uh, we're the wagon is falling apart. This is the new wagon team. This is th- this team is a beast. Team is a fucking beast. Honestly, your brother, your brother's team might be a wagon. <laughs> no, Uncle June, Uncle June in our league is a wagon. Four and up. Oh God. Yeah, teams, teams a boat. Team is a boat. That but... looks like our team. That almost looks like our team. Speaking of your brother. Yeah, he was just he was just screaming. Something something definitely happened. I don't I don't I don't know I don't know what, but uh, 
There are only two outs in the Yankee game. It's the top of the first. I don't know what. Well, he's probably been been drinking. But besides the point, um, you want to hear my top five receivers, or do you have any more questions about about receivers? Uh, no, you're you're good. Let's do it. All right. So top, top five receivers. Top five. Number five. I'm going with Jamison Crowder of the New York Jets because they are playing Atlanta. Number four. I'm going with AJ Green of the Arizona Cardinals. Number three, That's I'm going sentence. with Curtis Samuel of the Washington football team. Number two, I am going with Darnell Mooney of the Chicago Bears. And number one, I'm going with Hunter Renfro of the Las Vegas Raiders. Another touchdown for Hunter Renfro becoming the go-to guy for Derek Carr on third down. Who would have thunk it? Yeah, Hunter Renfro, number one on the waiver wire. Who would have thought? I thought, you know, I'm surprised you mentioned Hunter Renfro because I know that you don't like anything associated with the Red Sox. True, true, especially especially tonight, but different spelling, so he's okay. Different spelling, that's correct. He's okay, but Hunter, Hunter Renfro is a top 24 receiver with, with scoring. For statistical scoring, he's a top 24 receiver. He's got a good arm, too. Or am, I yes, talking about the, or am I talking about the other Hunter Renfro? Who knows? You are talking about the Hunter, the other Hunter Renfro, who is who is currently playing as the New York Yankees at Fenway Park right now. Um, but yeah, I mean Hunter Renfro, and he should cost you much. Like this is this is a very light week for for receivers. Very, very, very light week. Um, I would also say monitor the progress of Rashad Bateman. He returned to practice for Baltimore. He could be someone that you try and go target. And anybody that has Hollywood Brown, hint, hint, nudge, nudge, Adam. I yeah. think that's someone that you try and sell high on, given he's had two weeks in a row of touchdowns. Yes. Well, should have had a 40-point week last week, but beside the point. I do have one thing. Sure. Before we move on. Yeah. Calvin Ridley. Great by law. Yeah. Great by law. Another... Kind of disappointing week. Him and Robert Woods, I think, are both by lows. Uh, Calvin Ridley more so than Robert Woods. Robert Woods, I am just getting to wit's end with. I can imagine. Yeah. Considering the amount of shares I have of Robert Woods and how many little shares I have for Cooper Cup. I mean, he was yeah. he was out targeted by Van Jefferson. So I think that's that's as much as you really need to hear about that it's it's getting ugly and if you if you can get anything for robert woods right now i think it's probably best that you try it okay you know actually there is one more real there is actually one more because we didn't really talk much about the thursday night game aside from the shit show that is jacksonville jaguars yeah and uh, the injury to joe mixon Mm -hmm. but I, I alluded to this, but you know, DJ Chark might be out for a bit. Uh, he's out for the season. Yeah, he's out for the season. Yeah. Out for the season. Uh, you can drop him. Uh, Lavisca Chenault gets a big time boost to have him as a top thirty-five receiver rest of the season. Yeah, Lavisca Chenault is owned in seventy-three point five percent of leagues. That is going so to go up big time. He might be owned in at least eighty-five. I would expect it. Yeah. 80, 85%, I think, is a very, very good number to to speculate. Yep. Okay. So, tight ends. What a weird game Thursday, huh? 
CJ Ozama just had yeah. like the biggest game of his life. Please, everyone, don't add CJ Ozama. Please. That's going to be the best game that he has all year. Don't. Don't. I beg you. That's a mean I, thing to say. I beg you. Yeah. That I, man has a family. We, we may have done some programs together, Adam. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> we, we've done a few. Don't. Don't add CJ Ozama. Please. Please, 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 please. Um, I'll give you my waiver wire ads, and then we can just talk about the t- the, the tight ends because it, it's honestly, it, it's kind of like a light sort of thing. I think we can kind of talk about. Uh, five is Evan Ingram. You know, eh, whatever. Really? Yeah, whatever. Four, Tyler Conklin. Three, Hunter Henry. Two, Dawson Knox. And number one, Dalton Schultz. Please, if you are thin at tight end, go pick up Dalton Schultz. Do it. Do it. Start him. You'll thank me. Okay. Yeah, Hunter Henry, you know, he's back. Not injured. Future Hall of Famer, Hunter Henry. Yeah, I think that, uh, well, this is a good week to miss out on Tyler Conklin because he just – he didn't really do much for you. Oh, he put up he put up a fucking stinker. Yeah. Well, you know who else put up a stinker? Travis Kelsey. Uh yeah. Don't get me started. I'm kind of happy that that trade against, was canceled against Philly. Against fucking Philly, he put he put up a stinker. Like it's in, in the Kelsey the Bowl. Fuck was that? The Kelsey Bowl. I've I've never seen Kelsey just get blanketed and you know i was sitting there i'm sitting there i'm thinking oh okay maybe travis kelsey comes back and maybe he has himself a second half or has a drive where he has five receptions and he goes from two to 15 just poof nope didn't happen i was sitting there like fuck i i assume that the coaches meeting for the philadelphia eagles just involved Nick Sirianni saying, you see that guy wearing 87? Blanket don't, his ass. Don't focus on focus on literally nothing else besides him. I don't care what Tyreek Hill does. Travis Kelsey is not beating us. Blanket his ass. That's what I would say. That's what I would say. And for the tight ends, please monitor Mo Alley Cox. Yeah, he had, a, he had a big game. Yes, he did. Um, question. Mark Andrews hasn't scored yet. That's concerning. A little. Actually, kind of kind of a lot. Very, very. It's a guy people spend fourth or fifth round pick on. Very fucking concerning that Mark Andrews has not scored yet. The fuck? Yeah. Here's what you do. You hold. Please. Please, God. Hold. Hold Mark Andrews. He'll be fine. He'll be completely fine. Hold him, please. I thank you. Uh, you know what else? There are a couple other tight ends that were pretty concerning. I can see a, a row of them in the scoring leaders list. Welcome to see- the tight end position. George Kittle, Tyler Higby, who, who knows if he's going to be good for Thursday. And well, we already talked about that. I mean, no, yeah. So Hawkinson, Kittle, and Higby are the th- are three tight ends in a row that I'm concerned about. Uh, Higby is very concerning. 
Uh, I think at this point I would be dropping Higby for Dalton Schultz. Hawkinson, I'm not super concerned about. He's, he's going to get his, and same thing with Kittle. But with Lance, hmm, I'm still not super worried about Kittle, but granted my expectations for Kittle are not that high anyway. But Speaking of, Higby, Kittle, speaking of guys that haven't scored yet, yeah, George Kittle oh, is oh. one of them. George Kittle doesn't score. Historically, he does not score. No, he doesn't, which is weird. Why is yeah. he the third or second ranked tight end? Because the yardage. Because of the yardage, and people are still living on the fact of something that it did three years ago. It wasn't even a lot. It wasn't even like a lot of touchdowns. No, he had four. He had four. He had four. Everyone needs to just stop. Stop. Stop with this George Kittle nonsense. No. No. Trade him. Trade him if you can. George Kittle is always going to have value because he's George Kittle. You can get something good for him. Trade him. Like if you can, if you can get Chris Carson, if you can get Clyde for George Kittle, well done. Oh, that's and, like a, that's like robbery. And then go pick up Dalton Schultz. That's robbery. Or Dawson Knox. Nobody would do that. Nobody would trade Clyde for George Kittle. You'd be surprised. Be surprised. I saw a trade go down the other day in one of my leagues. George Kittle for Chris Carson. That's. I mean, that's just. I don't know. I could at least kind of justify it because they're two guys who you're potentially People buying. Are gonna do on. it. People are going to do it. I don't know. Because it's George Kittle. The name has weight. Name has weight, Adam. Okay. The name has weight. But like, why aren't people trading for Mo Ali Cox? Mo Ali Cox had that great stretch like a year or two ago. Last uh, year, because Mo Ali Cox, Cox was not the number one tight end a few years ago and doesn't have a nice face. I'm sure Mo Ali Cox is a beautiful face. I'm sure his mother loves his face. But I was going to say, he's, apparently, he's George Kittle solid. has a beautiful face that people adore. That's why they keep drafting him in the third round. It's terrible. I'm sure, I'm sure Mo Ali Cox has a wonderful face. I'm sure his mother absolutely loves it. It's perfectly fine. I'm sure it is. I'm 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 sure. Um. Yeah, Mike Kosicki also had to bounce back, and I think now that if Drew Locke is going to be the guy in Denver, it means the world for Noah Fant. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. We just keep going on this on this conundrum, this crazy, this is, this headache that we do with when it comes to Mike Kosicki. We're done with him for two weeks, and then Mike Kosicki has a great two weeks, and then now we're back into the Mike Kosicki train. Well, Let's pick a side, people. Let's pick a side. I'm not a Mike Kosicki guy. I never have been. I never will be. Uh, great. He he scored. Awesome. On his birthday. So it was probably the lock, the, the biggest lock of all time that Mike Kosicki was going to score. But, yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not a Mike Kosicki guy. I'm not a Miami guy. I'm just wanting to rinse my hands of Miami and be like, yeah, that's it. Done. Oh, he seems to be the only pass catcher in Miami that's doing well recently. Besides for, aside from it's basically him and Devontae Parker at this point. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Miles Gaskin is, is, is done. That's that ship is sailed. Well, what about Noah fan? I think he's great by low, great by low, especially, especially if drew lock is going to be coming back. Against Pittsburgh. Ooh, hoo, 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 hoo. 
which is kind of what I said. But also, I think you say he's a buy low, but he really has only had one bad week, and it was against the Jets. He's been very good. He's been he's been very good. But I don't think I don't think he's been like a household name of someone that might be consistent. Maybe people are saying, oh, if there's no Teddy Bridgewater, they're going to trade Noah Fant. That's where the buy low comes in. That if you know if Noah Fant is without Teddy Bridgewater, people could see, oh, he's without a starting quarterback. Oh shit. When really then people he's don't going realize back to the guy that has fed him. Drew Locke yes. made Noah Fant. Yes, I am assuming that there are people out there who are idiots, and there are. I'm optimistic. I assume that people aren't idiots. Take advantage of these idiots. Go get them. Go get no offense. Go get them. Okay. Defenses? Defenses. I would say it's a pretty healthy streaming environment. I think it's actually a very good week to, to stream defenses. Cowboys against the Giants, love that. Bears against the Raiders, Raiders against the Bears. Love love both of them, actually. Um, the Vikings against Detroit, fine. If you want to go that. Houston. The Patriots against Houston. They're owning 64% of leagues, but if they are available, please, God, go get them. The Ravens against the Colts. They've been dropped in a whole lot of spots because the Ravens have not gotten off to a good start. Go get them. If you want to give the Steelers another opportunity, given the Steelers are going up against Drew Locke, that could be one as well. I personally wouldn't do it. So for me, the way that I ha- that I would have them in terms of streaming defenses for the week, I would be going with the, with the Ravens at one. I would be going with the Cowboys at two. And then I would be going with the, I'll say the Raiders at three. Vikings at three. Vikings at three over the Raiders. Yeah, I was going to mention, you didn't mention the Vikings. The Vikings defense going up against Detroit. Yeah, going up against Detroit. I knew I meant to. I knew I meant to mention them, but I just just, completely forgot. Sorry. Sorry about that, peeps. Although, I mean, what about the Saints going up against Washington? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, I've heard that sound enough times to know how you think about the uh, Saints defense. It's 2-0 Red Sox. Fuck. Ooh, Xander Bogarts. Yeah, I I heard some screaming. Um, I did not. Um. Yeah, I mean, if the Saints are available, yeah, Saints are fine. Okay. Saints are fine. I fuck with it. It's not what it sounded like. <laughs> uh, I, it, If you can get them for cheap, if you can get them for cheap. I'm talking like zero or a dollar. Because the Saints are the number two defense right now. So people could see number two defense and they could just be like, oh, okay, I'm going to spend three or four dollars. Don't. Don't go that. Don't go to that limit. Please. Oh, Okay. Okay, so now that we're here, let's talk about what we're going to be doing for our team. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we have to make some uh, some decisions. I mean, we um, we did not go for the Chuba Hubbard thing. We completely stayed out of that. I think that was a, a good move on our part. Good good display of restraint to not go for 
for Chuba Hubbard. We dropped the Dolphins defense, so we have the uh, defense spot available, but we are right now in a bit. I, I think we're in a weird sort of spot because the team is good, but I would love to make a fucking trade. And the problem is that no one in this league wants to make trades. So it's kind of like, you know, what, what do we, what do we do? And by the, by the way, um, I didn't mention this, uh, Brandon McManus, what a, what a play, what a play, what a kicker, what a player. Um, Let's just go through really quick. Um, We don't need a quarterback. Only, only one point against Baltimore. What a kicker. Last week, last week when we had the debate, yeah. Graham Gano or um, or who did you I, I, who Viscaino of uh, the Chargers? That's who you wanted. That's that was wanted. two weeks ago. Oh, it was two weeks ago. Oh, then I'm really late. Uh, all right, McManus against the Jets, and he was okay. I'm very late, very, very, very late. <laughs> so we don't need a quarterback. I think we're good there. The running backs. There are a good amount of running backs that are available. Damian Sabaje, Latavius Murray, Kenny Gainwell. Good amount of running backs. I think the one that we go for, because I think I want to get one. We we have a glut of running backs. It's like we're we're just intentionally going to make it harder on ourselves to start running well, backs every season. Here's what I'm thinking. We get one. We're able to further use them to make a trade. So if we were to go out of our way to get Damian Williams, that might be a better position for us to try and package Damian with someone else to go get, to make a package deal, to go get some, a player. Or if not, okay. we fucking start him. Instead well, of starting Clyde against Buffalo, we start Damian Williams against the, against the Raiders. Yeah. The David Montgomery owner doesn't look like he needs, or they need a running back. No, but they're or, probably, I would assume they're going to go, they're going to go heavy for Williams. We have, I mean, they have, we have 165 fab dollars to play with. So we have a very good amount. But if we don't go, if we don't go the running back route, we go the receiver route. And there's one guy that I think is really worthwhile going in and trying to get. And that's AJ Green. Interesting. And I don't think he'll cost a lot. I mean, you just hope that this isn't like the Rondell Moore situation. No, I really would hope not. And he's probably the guy we would drop to, Rondell Moore. Yeah, because fuck him. Because fuck him. Because fuck him. Exactly. So here's we, here's we do need a receiver though. That would be if there's one position that we need, it would be receiver. Probably, yeah. So here's what I'm and thinking. Probably a backup tight end. Because if Tyler Higby's not going to play on Thursday, then we need another guy. Well, here's what I'm thinking. I think we flat out drop Tyler Higby. Flat out drop Tyler Higby for Dalton Schultz. Okay. So I'm thinking we do this. Well, why don't we, we could, I don't know. We could see if we can wait till Tyler Higby is declared out by tomorrow. Probably. Well, I, don't think anyone, I don't think anyone's going to rush to pick up Tyler Higby. That's the thing. That's true. So if we don't get Tyler Higby back, we don't get Tyler Higby back. We have Dalton Schultz, not a big deal. So I think what we do is we put a $3 bid in for Dalton Schultz. Nothing heavy, nothing heavy. 
civilized for Tyler Higby. Tyler, it was a pleasure. Thank you for being on the squad. We then put in the bid for AJ Green. How much you want to go for uh, for AJ Green? I don't think he's going to cost that much. So I, I think we could probably put in like seven, eight bucks. I think that could be okay. I think that's probably solid. You don't want to go overboard at this point of the season. And we're sitting at 500, so we're in kind of a good spot. I agree. I agree. So let's go seven bucks for AJ Green. And then now the, the big decision that we have to come, come down to. Uh, I'm dropping Rondale Moore for AJ Green. Just want to put that out there. And then the fuck big one, Damian Williams. What are we going to be fucking dropping for Damian Williams? Uh, I think just going by what you said earlier, it would be J.D. McKissick. It would be J.D. McKissick. How much fab are we going to be unloading to try and get him? I think 25, 30 bucks should be good enough. I think that we should get, we should spend 30 bucks for Kenneth Gainwell. 30 for Kenny Gainwell. Oh, I think we can get him for much cheaper than that. Really? Much cheaper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I, think, like, I think we'd probably put in 9-10 for Kenny Gainwell and be okay. That could be a secondary one. So I think what we do, let's do 25. Let's keep it civilized. 25 for Damian Williams, for J.D. McKissick, and we put in a bunch of claims where we're dropping J.D. McKissick and we have our, our, our asses covered. So we'll put we, in. So we're keeping, we also picked up Zach Moss, by the way. Yes, we did. We did pick up Zach Moss. We did pick up Zach Moss. Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray. Again. Yeah. 15 for Latavius Murray. I think that's too much for Latavius Murray. 10? 10 is probably fine. All right. So we'll put in 10 for Latavius Murray. For J.D. McKissick. And then I'll put in an $11 bid for Kenny Gainwell. So that way Kenny Gainwell gets the priority over Latavius Murray on our priority list. Well, why don't we drop Zach Moss for Kenny Gainwell? Uh, I like Moss personally more than Gainwell. Okay. That's just me. And then we do 11 bucks for Kenny Gainwell. So that way, if Gainwell, uh, if we don't get Damian Williams and Kenny Gainwell is available, it'll be Kenny Gainwell that, that makes the, the roster. And then we also need to get a defense. Yes. And I would say we dropped the Rams, but they have a great, great schedule coming up after this. And I really don't want to fight on waivers. So what I think we do is we hold for now, let waivers run, and then we pick up a defense after the fact. If Julio Jones is perhaps placed on, on, if he's out for the game, put Julio Jones on the IR and then go pick up a defense. Right now, we can't be dropping the Rams. No, I mean, for three weeks, they're going to be our defense. Yeah, they're playing just for those. Wow. Oh my God. Yes. We have some breaking news. Yeah. Holy Did they fire shit. Urban Meyer? The Cowboys have released Jalen Smith. What? 
What? Wow. Okay. That's um out of left field. Um Wait a minute. I thought I thought Willie Gay was a cornerback. Is that a different guy? Yeah. That oh. has to be a different guy. Had five um, years, fifty million left on his contract. Leaves sixteen point six million of dead cap uh, in Dallas. Nine point eight in twenty twenty one. Six point eight in twenty twenty two. Well, that's just crazy. I, I'm very surprised. Wow, that is. I guess it means Jabril Cox is going to be playing a lot more, or they're going to put Micah Parsons more at linebacker. I, wow, that's a real surprise. And I like Jalen too. I like Jalen too. I, I hope, uh, I hope someone signs him and I hope he continues to have a really, really good career because I, I, I like Jalen Smith a lot. He was a great, great story coming out and he had a great career, uh, in, in, in Dallas. And hopefully he goes on and continues to have a really good career wherever, uh, wherever he ends up. But, yeah. uh, Yeah. So I guess I guess that's kind of it. I mean, whew, wow! Didn't expect to end the podcast with that. I, I will I will put that out there. No, that's pretty crazy. I mean, yeah. I was just going to talk about because I saw on the on the newswire a couple hours ago that both the Patriots tackles were placed on the COVID list. Yes, that is true. But that is pretty. That's a surprise. Yeah, that is a big big surprise. Oof, wow. Wow. But now you well, can watch the uh, Yankees-Red Sox games. Uh, the Yankees-Red Sox game, and I can watch Mets light legend Kevin Ploiecki win a playoff game. Ah, can't wait. And, and also probably watch Hansel Robles blow it in the eighth inning, as per usual. If there's, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I get to watch Garrett Cole continue to show why he's not worth 300 million, but and nasty Nate yeah. being nasty. Yeah. Fuck him. But uh, yeah. Happy waiver day, everybody. Good luck on waivers tomorrow. Yep. Good luck. Thank you for listening to this episode of the basement talk podcast fantasy show. You can find all episodes wherever you get your podcasts for my co-host at Birdsall. I'm Adam Caster and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.